doing we're doing all right Great. we're doing we're doing okay hey you're not gonna believe this but i i wanted to i wanted to give you some shocking breaking news that just came across across my twitter feed so i i want to get your i, I want to get your thoughts on it can't wait uh, attendance for this year's state football championships were way down what could possibly have caused that michael <laughs> well, i could think of a couple reasons probably but... just a you couple know? just a couple <laughs> Obviously, the uh, the championship Saturday has lost a little luster here in the last few years. When you, you know, you have games that everyone's expecting to be blowouts, and for the most part, that uh, they weren't wrong. And uh, you know, and and the weather hasn't been the greatest either. But I, you know, I, I think the competitive imbalance is really the big big story. The um, it's funny the um, the um, the 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 weather itself was kind of my I think the attendance I don't know how the attendance was in 2017 I'm sure it was down a little bit but you also had games on TV that year too That's you know on true. actual yep. actual free TV that people could right. watch so I don't know how the streaming numbers were this year for people that would be a, kind of an interesting spot to see how they how they matched up to me it depended on the communities that I went to like when right. I went to Levitt I went to Oxford Hills. I I had plenty of views. I had no yes. I had no concerns. Mm-hmm. When you went to say a Portland DL, right. yeah, you'd have a baseline, but that baseline was about a thousand to two thousand dollars fewer, uh, two thousand dollar, uh, two thousand viewers less than yeah. what it was for an Oxford Hills, uh, uh, Oxford mm-hmm. Hills Levitt game. So mm-hmm. I just think it's communities. I think communities. Some communities have the tradition of football, and some don't. And we need to figure out a solution here so that these communities can keep the tradition. Whether it's going to be eight man football, whether it's going to be flag football, whether it I don't, I don't what whatever you're doing, whatever it is, and and get it there and and make it happen because you're now you're now starting to see programs that aren't even able to field varsity basketball programs. So yeah, football is yeah. definitely going to be a challenge. I know, no, if that is a concern, and you know, back to the football numbers. That you know, I remember the the Scarborough TA regional final, you know, which was pretty highly touted. It's certainly the two best teams in Class A this year. It didn't have near the crowd over in Taco that you normally get for a huge game. You know, still a pretty good crowd, uh, but nowhere near you know the overflow crowd like we've seen in some cases before. So, uh, you know, even in a community like that where they're uh, where they're the gold standard, without question, they they didn't quite uh, bring in the people that they have before. So. Yeah, concern, and then and the basketball really baffles me because you know certainly you need a lot fewer kids to to feel the team, and if some, you know, I realize some of these are very small island communities, so I get that, but you know you're hearing some of these bigger programs having trouble getting even you know a JV team or you know enough kids to really have enough to come off the bench. So there there are some major concerns there. Yeah, that's the thing that concerns me right now. It's you know you can. You know, me and Coach, uh, Coach Wing talked about it. Like, you can do a bunch of different things for football, right? But okay, now how are you going to deploy this for? You know, because to me, if if base if basketball's starting to have issues, I mean, we're going to have some major issues with baseball, softball coming up in the spring. Oh, no question. I mean, you think about it. Base as far as a team sport goes, basketball has the fewest players on the floor. Yeah. So if you know if you can't get that many out there, um, yeah, we've got issues. No question. I I think. Uh... You know, there's no question the the dropping in enrollment is is number one issue. But I also, a couple of the coaches that have uh, given up coaching this year, mm-hmm. uh, the comments have been, uh, I was tired that of of trying to push kids that they don't want to be pushed. They don't really yeah. want to work. They mm-hmm. they don't want to commit to it uh, any time other than the the two hours at practice. Other than that, I'm out. And or just not coming out at all. 
teams mm-hmm. would have a starter from the year before not come out. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no drive there. And, I, again, I'm not trying to paint a picture of our youth, but right. certainly we're hearing that more than one place. Right. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to be the older guy who, who paints the younger generation <laughs> with a broad brush saying, you know, those kids these days, because actually in my experience, I, I find most of the kids I deal with are terrific. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. And they're very driven, and they actually give me some optimism for the future in a time where there might not be a lot of reason for it. So, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily go there, but, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more demand on kids' attention these days and time and, and a lot of other things they can be doing. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes practice isn't fun. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, hopefully there's not too many of those instances. I think also, I'm thinking back because I am that older guy, uh, as you know. Um, there used to be a time when, and, and I'm not making a disparaging remark one way or the other, but in my day, if you will, when you were in high school, when you were an athlete, you were a, a king. I mean, right. people right. looked up to athletes, to, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. And I'm not sure that's the same feeling these days. And I, I don't have a hand on exactly why that is, but I, I think there's a vast difference there. Whether yeah, that should I mean, make any difference, whether you play or not, I don't know. Right. But. I don't know. I, I think that they, they still do pretty well. Um, I think they, they still get a lot of attention and prestige. And, you know, I've been, I've been in several schools here the last couple of weeks putting together our fall athletes of the year and meeting with kids. And, you know, they uh, I think they wear their letter jackets with pride, and I think they're, you know, for the most part, they're classmates certainly know who they are. Maybe, you know, maybe not quite as much as it used to be, but I think there's still a good amount of prestige with, with the athletes, no question. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net. Um, Michael, the uh, uh, it was announced after the Thanksgiving Day game that Jim Hartman will not be returning to the Portland Bulldogs next year. Um, you think he's done with coaching? Or you think he's going to be moving on to another community? I wouldn't completely close the door on him just yet. And, you know, he, I, I actually had a chance to speak with him yesterday on another matter, and, you know, he said, you know, he, he might consider anything from going back to coaching softball, which he did for a long time, uh, to, you know, maybe uh, to maybe coaching again. He, he made it, he implied to me that, uh, you know, if he, he might not be uh, at, a, at a bigger school. You know, remember, he coached Yarmouth for a few years and had great success there before he took the Portland job. So, uh, you know, maybe a lower class might appeal to him, and, you know, he's not getting any younger. So I think the time demands are certainly something he's considering. And he also said he might just ride off into the sunset with his wife, which wouldn't be the worst thing either. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I were a betting man, I would say we haven't heard the last of him. And, you know, I have no inside information beyond that. I just I have a feeling that, you know, if, if the right situation presents itself, he might still be interested. The um, uh, Greeley looks like yeah. you know uh, this is another story too. Uh, that's another big community for you uh, for you guys at the Forecaster and, and for you as well, Michael. Um, you know, pretty pretty shocking. They're gonna. It's a pretty wild story, and I, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit ago. I have a football program that wins a wins a big playoff game with an undermanned squad, and now there, there's talk that they they could go eight man. They could go co op next right. year. I mean, that's right. that's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty, and, and even down here in some of these bigger communities. And, you know, numbers have always been an issue at Greeley, so that's nothing new. It just got, you know, particularly dire this year because they only had 19 kids. And, you know, Coach Higgins made made the best out of the situation every every single year. You know, they've been to the semis four years in a row with under teams, so he did a great job. And, you know, he's got his own business, so there were some time demands there that, that were certainly pulling him away. And, you know, he, he did admit to me that this year was very challenging, you know, to trying to, have practices and get some games with very few kids, and I know those few kids gave their all, but 
certainly not an easy situation. You know, Portland right now, they're looking at maybe 12 or 15 kids. If, the season, if next year started right now, they'd have like 12 or 15 kids on the team. So, you know, even in one of the most storied communities, one of the most storied programs in all of the state, you know, you know, they're graduating a ton off this team that got to the state final. So, you know, even, even a, a, Portland, a program as prestigious as Portland is going to have some numbers issues as we look ahead. So, you know, it really it, it, it goes through all communities, socioeconomic. Uh, it really affects everybody. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and TheForecaster.net. All right, so on to some happy stuff. Patriots did get the win over the Jets last week. Which... Yeah, and, I didn't, and then I, I didn't get to predict the victory. It's one of the rare times I would have picked one, too. Well, it, it, it's just, you know, it's kind of how this works, right? Like, you're yeah. always going to... I guess so. And it was about what I was expected. It wasn't pretty. It, you know, it certainly didn't give me a reason to think they're going to go on a, a nine-game win streak and, and bring home the shiny trophy. But hopefully it's the first step in the right direction. Yeah, that would be. I, here's the here's the deal that that I'm kind of you know I'm just kind of looking at it just from that 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 perspective. I feel like they're going to be almost a. I think they're almost going to be a, an underdog in this thing because I'm watching. I'm already starting to see the first signs of cracks in the in the Chiefs. You know because that yeah. defense that the offenses just cannot sustain a full season. Like even right. you know even those Rams that Rams team that won in in 1999. Right. It was a great offense, but they uh-huh. didn't win just because of their offense. They won because their defense was good and held Steve McNair out of the end zone exactly. on the final play of the game. And they, they yeah. I mean, they had to win a game against uh, Tampa that was like 11-6 to six or some That's stupid it. game, yeah. right? Yep, that was the so, score. So yeah. at some point, your defense has to do something, okay? And we've w- witnessed it multiple times with the Patriots, and their defense is either going to show up for the occasion or they are not. And the times this year that this team has needed their defense to win them a game because the offense has just sucked that badly, they've pretty much been able to do it. Whereas with the Chiefs, I don't know if they can do that. I, I really don't. I, I, I honestly, I will be shocked if the Chiefs win a playoff game this year. How's that? Well, you know, you look at their history, and I think, what, they've lost six or seven straight home playoff games, and they've had some 13-3 and three teams that look Super Bowl-bound, and you know, Marty Schottenheimer's not coaching them anymore, and Andy <laughs> Reid is, so that doesn't exactly give you much more confidence. You know, until last week, I really felt like Pittsburgh was the team on the rise, and the Steelers were the team to watch, and I still think they could be with their weapons. Uh, I, don't, I mean, yeah, the, the, the door is open. If the Pats could get it together, they could make a run, and there's some other teams. I think the AFC playoffs are going to be very interesting because Houston's playing well. you got the Chargers. Whoever that sixth seed is, I know a couple weeks ago you were saying Lamar Jackson was going to lead the Ravens on a playoff run, and here we go. You know, but whoever, whoever that the way Indy's playing right now, they would be a tough out. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's not as clear cut as usual. I think the NFC is very clear cut. If it's anything other than the things of the Rams, I'd be shocked. Uh, but I think the AFC is going to be uh, very, very wide open and very interesting. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, I think, it, right. I think you're going to learn a lot about it. I think uh, <laughs> I, I think Pittsburgh's falling apart at the perfect time. Frankly, which I'm excited about, I, I, I I'm very excited about that. Watching Pittsburgh falter. I mean, they should have lost to Jacksonville, but Jacksonville just lost it. You know, they they lost the game on their own. And uh, uh, last week, you know, with Denver, it's it's so hard to root for Denver. I agree. Oh, believe me, I know. I mean, I don't. You want to talk about a team that I just sneakily hated for years, but at the same time, always respected because when they won, 
they won and they always beat teams that I hated, right? Yeah, like they, yeah. you know, they, they beat the Packers. Like I know you're a big Packers guy, but I wasn't a big <laughs> Packers fan after they beat yeah. the Patriots in Super Bowl 31. Um, I'm still a little bitter about watching the Andre Risen, you know, Andre Risen oh, uncovered you. touchdown. I'm still, uh-huh. and then the Adam Vinatieri holding call that was never called. Oh, like, yeah, we're just going to grab his jersey and yank him backwards. It's fine. No one right. cares. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter to anybody. They don't. They don't mind. It's just a kicker. There's no way a kicker could could stop Desmond Howard. No, but uh, uh, yeah, ask ask Herschel Walker about that. Ask Herschel yeah. Walker about that. But yeah, it was. It was just funny watching them win that game last week because I was like, "No, why? Pittsburgh's going to pull it out again." Of but course, I, you always think that. Yeah, I, I told I told Coach earlier. I think Tomlin's on the hot seat if they don't beat uh, New England. I think if New England beats them this year at mm-hmm. Pittsburgh again, mm-hmm. like, and they have another, you know, another embarrassing playoff uh, a playoff exit, I wonder yeah. if Tomlin's on the hot seat because there's to me there's entirely too much talent on that team for them to struggle the way they do. Right. Yeah, I mean, and you don't hear about him at all. I mean, you hear a lot about Mike McCarthy and some of the other guys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, you could say that with the talent they have, they've certainly underachieved. They've only been to the one AFC championship game and no Super Bowls here over the last five years. So, I don't know. I, I think, you know, back to the Patriots, this, this three-week stretch is going to tell us a lot. Um, obviously, I think the Vikings are going to be very tough on Sunday. I really do. I think with their defense and with their passing game, they're going to really be tough to match up with. You know, Miami, the Patriots should go down there and win by three touchdowns, but you know they're not going to. If they win, they're going to win barely, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they lose, just because that happens more often than not. And then the Steelers game will be a shootout. It's just can the Patriots defense can make can they make one play? You know, I guess we'll, we'll find out if that's the case. But if they can somehow run the table there, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they wound up with a one seed again. It could happen. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I I they I, just I think, I think it's a long shot. Yeah, hey, you just need one more Chiefs loss. I'm not sure when that Chiefs loss is going to be. Yeah, it could. I mean, they play Seattle, they play the Chargers. It could happen, and uh, and the Steelers still have the same thing. The Patriots, but the chances are they'll lose at least one more, and they have the Chargers this weekend. So you have a lot of moving parts here still. You know, this is not a great Patriots team compared to the last four years. I don't think this team is anywhere near as good as the last four years. This might be the worst Patriots team since two thousand nine. Yet, you know, it's not inconceivable that they could be in the AFC Championship game or even the Super Bowl again. They still got some work to do, but I think they are trending in the right direction slowly. You know what's funny? It's it, you. You mentioned that point. This team reminds. This team could go a couple different ways. Yeah. This this team could be the 2009 team, or they could be the 2014 team. And I'm not sure when they're they're what I like to call their fork in the road in Albuquerque, as our good friend Bugs Bunny used to come up with. I don't know where that moment is for this team. And I, I, I wasn't sure if they had, I, I thought maybe they'd had it already, but they haven't, No, you know, cause they've, they've rebounded from their, from their big stinking losses like Detroit and, and uh, Tennessee. Yeah, right, right. I, I, Jacksonville was kind of expected. You know what I mean? Yeah, to me, exactly. the, the Detroit, when I looked at the, I, I had Jack, the Jacksonville game pegged in for a loss when I looked at I it at the beginning know. of the year. Right. right now. I did not expect them to lose to Detroit and then to lose to, to Tennessee the way they lost to them because the way they lost to those two teams was what concerned you. But they oh, bounced back absolutely. last week against the Jets and they got a rest and you know you got Burkhead coming back this week and, mm-hmm. and Michelle's becoming a little bit more a part yeah. of the offense and this yeah. defense starting to firm up. So I think here this week against Minnesota, you know, or next week, one of the uh, one of the next couple of weeks we're gonna get our we're gonna get our fork on the road to this team. And they're either going two thousand and nine in a first round exit or they could go back to the Super Bowl. It's one or the other. I don't. I. I don't. 
I don't see them losing in the championship game. I don't see them losing the, in the in the divisional round. I see them either losing, you know, not making uh, the top two seeds and having to play at home and losing, or I see them making it to the Super Bowl again, probably having to win it on the road. But I think that would be okay. I think it would be doable. So yeah, it's now or never. I mean, they're yeah. as healthy as they're going to get, and the offense has been together long enough. I mean, really. The offense just hasn't been consistent, even in games where they put up a lot of points. You know, Brady will be the first one to say, we've got a couple touchdowns on the board, we should have scored 50, whatever. You know, in previous years, they've, they've been clicking by now. So it makes you wonder if it's never going to happen, but uh, this would be a good time to, to put it together. If, if they're going to put it together, this would be the time, because we're running out of weeks. And, uh, you know, they, they have a favorable enough situation that if they do win, they could, they could wind up with the one seed, but... I don't know. I, I wonder if it's in 11 weeks, if it hasn't clicked, if suddenly that, if, you know, you're suddenly going to flip the switch there in week 13. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Never find more. out real soon. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster. Find him online at theforecaster.net. Michael, I assume it's preview, it's preview central for you right now. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, everything starts up next Friday as far as basketball goes. I know girls hockey is already underway. Uh, but yeah, so wrapping up some fall stuff right now, and then it'll be a lot of phone calls here the early part of next week, and get everything started next Friday. So, uh, you know, it's been nice having a little bit of downtime, but that's about to go away. His name is Michael Hoffer. You can follow him on Twitter, F-O-R-E Sports, or find him at theforecaster.net. Michael, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you. Take care, Michael. That's Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net here on the B-List Daily.